Bartow Yellow Jacket football starts now. It's time for Bartow Yellow Jacket football on WBF. Tonight's game is sponsored by Kelly Buick, GMC of Bartow. Doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. By the law firm of Campbell, Trone, Tamayo, and Aranda. Pallet One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow. Taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It. The parts you need when you need them. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow by Widden McLean Funeral Home, Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South, and by Bartow Ford. We're different, and we prove it. Now, let's join our broadcast crew for Yellow Jacket Football. Good evening and welcome to the 2023 kickoff classic as WBF begins another year of covering high school sports. I'm Jeff Thornburg along with Mike Ayers on the sideline, Bruce and Andy Edmund up here in the booth. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, fellas, it's uh, it's been 280 days since the four of us gathered to cover Yellow Jacket football. And I think I speak for all of us that that's way too long. During that 280 days, three more teams have joined the home of champions. A much-deserved honor for a Rattler as well. In February, Bruce, Bartow's co-ed cheerleading squad, captured their sixth national championship. In May, the Yellow Jackets softball team won a state title. And earlier this month, Bartow's Dixie Youth All-Stars went undefeated in the World Series to win their first World Series title. And one of the most spectacular things, just a couple weeks ago, Bartow's Ken Riley was enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What a summer Bartow has had. And, Bruce, Friday Night Football is back, and we're ready to get it going. Yeah, and I I think that the last thing that you mentioned is probably the greatest of all. Um, uh, Ken Riley... he was just special. I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate that I'm old enough that I got to watch him play, and uh, he was one of the best DBs in, in in the NFL, and he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame many, many years ago. Uh, but now that he's there, we can still celebrate that. And uh, also, congratulations to Coach Jolliffe um, on another state championship. I think that's 10 now and uh, 10 straight and uh, another national championship and current world champions uh, with Coach Rudenbar taking the girls and um, with their stud pitcher and um, well, when you drive down Broadway and you see the water tower and it says "Home of Champions," that's just not up there just to be pretty. Yeah, that's what Bartu's all about. Yeah, Home I, of Champions. And uh, David and I were fortunate enough to go to a couple of World Series, and uh, we didn't we didn't do as well as these guys did. But congratulations to everybody. And uh, as you just said, we are the home of champions. And even our, our future jackets, the, the little the, the Dixie Youth All-Stars, the 10 and under boy, they just undefeated the World Series. Yeah. They won every single game there in Louisiana. So yeah. congratulations to them as well. But uh, let's, uh, let's head down to the field. Mike is out there. He's about the 45-yard line looking very dapper. Mike, welcome uh, to 2023, brother. Man, I greatly appreciate it, guys. I tell you, you're right there. That 280 days since we last gathered and did a football game just gets longer and longer every year. 
I, I tell you, I, I just don't know. I mean, we got to have some sort of midseason game or something. The spring game just wasn't enough for me. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back on air with you guys calling Bartow football. It's been a pleasure hanging with you guys and doing this with you guys for the last, what, six years now, five years? It's been a long time. Um, so, I mean, I did a little bit of it when I was down in Fort Meade on the Internet with those guys. Um, so I'm kind of divided tonight with this game. Um, <laughs> Fort Meade, Bartow, I have a stepdaughter on the on the Fort Meade side of the cheerleading. Superstar cheerleader. So, um, you know, I have her over there, and then, of course, with you guys over here, and I have family on this side of the field, so I'm, I'm divided tonight. And, Andy, I think you're kicking off your third year with us? Yes, sir. Well, always good to have you around here as well. You know, Bartow really supports their athletes, too. It's with Starting out in Dixie Youth and all through up through high school, it's just amazing what they do for their kids, which is a good thing. And a little later on in the comments from our brand-new head coach, Tyler Eden, you'll hear comments Andy geared right toward what the community has meant to him and his family as he's uh, you know moving in from Ohio to coach this Yellow Jacket team. Big shout-out to uh, Big Tate, Coach Richard Tate. He went back to Ridge, Bruce, where he started that program. This is his third stint there at, up at Ridge Community, and we'll actually be going to Ridge later on in the year. That'll, that'll be a district contest. So we'll get to see Coach Tate and uh, the Bolts up there in, in a few weeks. But... Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I mean, it is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of of anybody but Bartow, as you well know, and uh, don't like many other teams. Lakeland Christian is really the only one that uh, gets any any support from me. Uh, but um, and they're the best best known coaches in Polk County because of us. So uh, and we don't even do their games. So <laughs> that's true. Um, we're we're very excited. I'm I'm really excited to be back. And and uh, it's it's just good. Uh, Want to thank you and your father uh, for everything that you do uh, because y'all don't y'all don't get nothing for doing this you do this because you love the community the same as we do absolutely and this is our little way of giving back both teams are on the field going through their pregame warm-ups the officials are here so we're getting close uh, tell you what uh we are going to uh, take a little break here we got a little interview we did earlier in the week with uh, bartow booster club president mr neil duncan and uh we're gonna take care and listen to neil here in just a minute you're listening to yellow jacket football on wbf Hi, I'm Benny Jr. with Bartow Ford. Are you looking for a career in the automotive service industry? There's no better place to start than at Bartow Ford. Is it because we have one of the largest service departments? Maybe it's because we will help pay for your training and tools. Apply at BartowFord.com where we're different and we prove it. Experience matters with regards to representation in personal injury or wrongful death, like the courtroom experience of the law firm of Campbell, Trone, Tamayo, and Aranda. They also specialize in business litigation. CTTALaw.com. You've heard the expression, try it before you buy it, right? Well, at Keith Spray Service, they won't ask you to sign a long-term contract because they're confident that you'll want them to keep coming back to care for your delicate ornamentals and lawn treatment. Keith Spray Service, for over 50 years. Happy to be once again joined by Bartow Booster Club President Mr. Neil Duncan before tonight's game with the Fort Meade Miners. Neil, another season, ready for Yellow Jacket football. Oh, absolutely. You know I just get absolutely excited about this stuff. And uh, Friday Night Lights, there's nothing better. And you've been a very busy man, as you always are in the offseason, getting ready for tonight. 
Yeah, it's a labor of love, right? Yep. It, uh, there's a lot of moving parts, and you know, a lot of people uh, think that they just show up on Friday night and throw a ball out there, but uh, there's a lot of things that have to occur. We've got a good booster board. Uh, I'm blessed to uh, now be in my fifth year as president of the Booster Club, and uh, it's exciting, and, and, and we love our, our board members. Uh, pretty much the same board that we've had the entire time. Uh, Greg Roden and Fernando Perez uh, have stepped away this year. Uh, we appreciate all that they did the last four years. And, and now we have Tim Mullis and uh, Maya Brown have joined the board uh, in addition to everyone else. So we've had continuity. But I will tell you where we don't have continuity is at the school. Um, a little bit of change, and, and that's not a bad thing. Yep. Uh, of course, congratulations again to uh, Mr. Lawson, Lance Lawson, now the principal at Bartow High School. Uh, Derek Keating, Coach Keating, is now the athletic director. Uh, we want to thank uh, Miss Clemens, Dr. Clemens. We want to thank uh, Brandon Kinnear, who uh, relocated back up north uh, for what they do. And then now you got a new football coach, right? And, and we'd be remiss if we didn't say thanks to Coach Tate. I mean, when Coach yeah. Tate got here and his staff, uh, they were 0-10. But guess what? Bartow should never be 0-10 again. Uh, and, and Coach took us to the playoff in, uh, what, three or four straight years? Yep. So we appreciate Coach Tate. Uh, he had a pull back to Ridge, uh, third go-around up there. We wish him well, except for uh, when he plays Bartow, and that's a district battle as well. So uh, we'll see Coach Tate down the line. But uh, we're just blessed to be Bartow. I know Coach Joff says that all the time, but it's really true. And the, uh, the, the new coach is probably the biggest standout for Bartow this year. Uh, he's been in Florida. He went up to Ohio, and it was an extensive search to bring him back down sure. to Florida. We got a lot of expectations for him, and as I understand it, uh, Bartow's got a lot of new faces on the team this year as well. Yeah, so uh, Coach Eden, one year at Davenport, uh, came down here, and then uh, some some reasons he had to go back up to Ohio. Uh, and uh, quickly during, it was a pretty exhaustive search. I mean, it was, um, you know, how do we take what Coach Tate did and, and move back to uh, getting Bartow back to where it belongs and you know people say oh Bartow at football well guess what it's been a while so uh, these youngsters don't necessarily know the tradition of pageantry uh, of Bartow athletics and certainly not Bartow football and we uh, once again, be remiss if we didn't mention this. Uh, congratulations to Ken Riley's family, uh, Bartow guy that was just inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but you, you look at a guy like Ken Riley, and you, you look at uh, some of these other folks that have come through the the program: the Jason Odoms, the Freddie Stevensons, the uh, you know, go on and on. Marcus Floyd, and, and I'm going to miss a bunch of people, but <laughs> I'm not going to miss Marcus because he's on our booster board. Uh, but you look at those folks, the Odell Hagens that have come through. But it's been a while, right? It's been a while, and so these youngsters now don't necessarily know the brand and the success that is Bartow football. Behind Lakeland, we've won the second most state championships in football. So you look at a guy like Coach Eden, mm-hmm. uh, went through an extensive search, uh, found Coach Eden, and, and pretty quickly uh, it, it looked like he checked all the boxes. I mean, we'll find out here in a little while, right? Uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a progress. It's a it's you know it's part of the the system and uh, learning a new system and all that. So I would say this, you know, if Barto wins big tonight, that's great. Don't read too much into it. If Barto loses big tonight, don't look too much into it. And if it's somewhere in the middle, don't look, because it's a process. It's a process. You go through the process, new system. Uh, but I'll just say uh, Coach Eden's young. And, you know, that, that question did come up. 
But uh, quickly, we want to remind everybody that Coach Terrence McGriff was 22 when he was hired as the head basketball coach of Bartow. I believe that's worked out okay. I think it has too. That's yeah. a lot of pressure to put on Coach Eden. You know, I'm not saying he has to win three state championships like Coach McGriff. Coach Jolliffe was much younger. Coach uh, Rutenbar was was. I mean, look at all those state titles between yep. the three goats. Uh, so we're excited about this. Um, it is a work in progress. You talk about it, a lot of new faces. Day one of uh, fall practice, a hundred young men were out there 100 kids ready wow. ready to play football for Bartow High School so I think again you, you take what Coach Tate did you take the excitement of a new coach and, and the system that Coach Eden uh, runs again it's going to be a process they're going to have to learn it but I think exciting days are ahead for the Bartow Yellow Jacket football program what can fans expect coming out to Bartow Memorial Stadium tonight for the game and for future games uh, it's uh, going to be a little different it is going to be a little different, and I think the, but it's also going to be a lot of the traditions that you're used to. Uh, for one thing, the Booster Club, uh, where we're going to host our jacket jam, as we're going to call it, uh, is moving a little closer into the school, a covered area there. Uh, but I would say, you know, go to, give us an email at bhsboosterpresident863 uh, at gmail.com or call the high school if you want more information on how you, it's not too late. Okay, this is game one. There's six home games. This is the kickoff classic. Then there's five other home games, including the defending state champ, like Wales coming to town at the end of the year so plenty of good games uh so you you still have time to uh, be a booster club supporter but if you look back over what we've done the last number of years with our legacy next campaign um video board inside the gymnasium uh, there's a new basketball court in there and let me back up Polk County Public Schools has invested considerably in that high school. So a lot of things we're talking about is there's a difference between what you get and what you want, right? And the oh, yeah. Booster Club has done a good job of, of ga- uh, closing that gap between what you get and what we wanted. But a brand new field house, a brand new locker room, uh, weight room, uh, got the uh, softball field for those state championship uh, softball players, laser ga- graded before the season. A new infield is coming to the baseball. So I don't want to put a number out there. There has been a significant investment on the facility side. Why do I not want to put a number out there? Because we're not done. done. There's more needs. There's always more needs. So we thank the school board for what they've done. We thank the administration for what they've done. But I'm just excited, Jeff. Is there another event that brings together so many people in the city of Bartow than Friday Night Lights here at Bartow Memorial Stadium, John and Terry Frost Family Field? And it seems like we've been waiting for a long time for this uh, opening night, this kickoff classic tonight. So we're looking forward to it as well, starting another season on the radio as well. So we're just we're looking forward to it. I know you are, and I hope the fans are just as excited as we are. Yeah, and uh, as I always say, uh, go Bartow, and uh, we're always willing to separate you and the money in your wallet uh, to, for a good cause. No, I'm just kidding, but we are still looking for Booster Club members. Go Bartow. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That is Bartow High School Booster Club President Neil Duncan here on the pregame show. When we return, more comments from the field. Plus, we're going to talk with Bartow head coach Tyler Eden. That's all on the way. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. When looking for insurance coverage, consider the Ewing Black Welder Induce Agency with offices in downtown Bartow. Ewing Black Welder Induce Insurance with a wide range of insurance products to meet your every need. Becky Maslack, your local office manager. 
If you're looking for good food and good family time, look no farther than Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South. Your Bartow Beefs is perfect for lunch or dinner for the whole family or whole team. Your Bartow Beefs, where game time meets family time. Butler College. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium, getting ready for the kickoff classic tonight between the Fort Meade Miners and the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Understand we got a listener up in Indiana tuned in, right? Yeah, uh, Lynn Johnson, uh, our former superstar quarterback, uh, number 10. uh, He and Mike are good pals. And uh, Mike, you said he uh, texted you. Yeah, he just messaged me, and he just was wondering how the weather was tonight. So apparently he's been kind of watching it, seeing the weather raining come through or talking to his mom and pops. And uh, he was just asking me, I said, man, it looks good right now. I said, we're just hoping it stays that way. Well, this, you know, I, I, when I texted everybody last night, I said the one thing I'm 100% sure of is there'll be rain. Uh, but uh, f- hopefully that rain just came a little bit early this year. And uh, because I see some, you know, some clouds to the west, but uh, nothing was moving today. It was just building and lick and cutting loose. So it wasn't moving in one direction or another. So yeah, about hopefully, two, two o'clock, three o'clock, it really poured here in Bartow. Yeah, yeah. There were some there were some places where it really flooded. So, uh, but uh, really happy for Lynn. I saw some videos of him uh, in a scrimmage where he threw like uh, three touchdowns, and and uh, that cat's going to be a star. And uh, we we just uh, look forward to uh, following him and following his career. We talked a little bit with the uh, the Fort Meade Miners, and, and Mike, uh, their big quarterback, wears number 14, and uh, he's just a junior. Is that correct? Oh, and he's a senior. He's a senior. Carson? Manasaba? I was waiting for Mike to say it. So, I, 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 correct, I, I'm sorry if I mess it up to anybody from Fort Meade that's listening, but I believe it's Monstioka. 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 He is a big man and a big right arm for a cannon. He throws that ball. We've been watching him here in warm-ups. He's not a kicker? He's not a kicker, but you can see him standing right there next, oh, to, I know. next, he's, next to the he's coach. Huge. He's six three, and he's ever been a six three. Oh, he's he looks bigger. Than and Mike, he's getting a lot of looks from the University of Florida. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that uh, University of Florida really has their eye on this young man. Well, we uh, hope to get to see him tonight. I'm sure we'll yeah. see a lot of him tonight. We don't want to see any success tonight, but we we always support these kids uh, from Polk County when they when they go to college and things like that. Once they leave school. Uh, they become they become our favorites, uh, just like anybody from Bartow. But while they're playing, uh, they're not a favorite. And speaking of uh, players uh, here and there, we got a Bartow has a lot of new faces on the squad. They also have a lot of returning people at skill positions as well. We're going to talk about that when we talk with our brand new head coach Tyler Eden. That conversation with him is coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. You have a chance to win a brand new GMC truck from Kelly Buick GMC and help support our local schools like the Polk County 4-H and FFA programs. 20bucktruck.com, 20bucktruck.com. Kelly Buick GMC. 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. The Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade hold high the responsibility placed on them, offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Witten and McLean, synonymous with service. 
We're talking with Coach uh, Tyler Eden, the Yellow Jacket head coach. First of all, Coach, uh, thank you so much for talking with us here before the kickoff uh, tonight of the game with the Fort Meade Miners. We want to introduce yourself. Tell the Jacket fans listening and those in the stands a little bit about yourself, a little personal history. What brought you to Yellow Jacket football? Yes, sir. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much and all glory to God, honestly. You know, first off, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And anytime I have an opportunity to talk on the radio or an interview, I always want to make sure I give God all the glory and praise and honor that he deserves. So um, a little bit about me. Well, there's that. I am a Christian and probably so. Uh, I love um, this community. I'm, I'm new to it, but um, you know, one of the things that brought me down here when I did my research was just the pageantry and the tradition. Um, you know, of course, in football, but in all sports, um, but especially in football, and, and and just being able to be a head coach and, and and be able to serve such a community like this one, where they love their sports, they love their kids, and 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 they care, and that's what matters. And, you know, I, I'm a person that's very passionate. I care about what I do. I want it to be the best, and um, and so you know, just being able to have that kind of same energy matched from a community is, is everything I was looking for. And coach, you're, you, you're coming down to be the Yellow Jacket head coach from Ohio. You did spend a year in Polk County over at Davenport, but a couple years back up in Ohio. How would you compare Ohio football with what you've experienced here with Florida football? Well, it's very similar, you know, and, and, it, and it's, um, it's similar but different, I guess is what I would say. You know, you have, so you have storied programs, tradition, you know, culture, it's a football state, just like Florida is. Um, they love their football, right? Friday nights, every high school stadium's packed. Um, you got the cheerleaders, the band. It's, it's a community thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like that in Ohio. Um, they And, and again, in, in some instances, especially in Polk County, is very much an Ohio type of county um you know run the football smash mouth great defenses um big plays on special teams i mean that's kind of um you know ohio uh, football in a nutshell um but at the same time the difference is you know and ohio has great athletes too but florida you have an abundance of speed and so you know you have it's fun you know you have opportunities to do things offensively and defensively that you know maybe you can't always do and you also got a game plan for maybe another player or two that you don't always have to up there so um, but great great football states great traditions and um, and no different here you talked about an abundance of uh, talent here in Polk County we can say um, Bartow is kind of um, been very active and we'll call it the transfer portal I don't know if high school has that or not but 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 we've got a lot of new faces yeah. on the yellow jacket squad this year uh, in addition to yourself a new face so is all that melting you've been here since the early spring um, you had a spring ball you've had a lot of summer with the kids how is all the up to this point tonight worked for you and the yellow jackets yes sir well I'll tell you what I mean um, old new faces but old faces you know we had a lot of guys that have been here and Daryl Galva and Jaden Williams and Ladarius Davis and Quavion Bird right so a lot of guys that have been here that came back they saw you know energy and, and, the, and the passion and the structure and the kids you know we're t- obviously I'm sure they, they see it on social media what we're doing and I think they they wanted to be home is where the heart is too so I think they wanted to be here for their senior year and that's special um as far as um other kids coming you know yeah we were very blessed uh, again I, I'm a firm believer that when you steward what God gives you well he always blesses you with more and so um you know I'm just thankful that the kids that did decide to come here and and thankful that I get to be their coach um, but I'll tell you as far as melting it takes time but at the same time you know um, we've been blessed where we have a lot of really great kids here and we were building a championship winning culture I believe and and everybody's just buying into doing their job and and, and living up to the, the yellow jacket standard which is a championship standard we talk about all the time building a championship winning culture and so um, you know we've been fortunate coaches players alike um, and it's and, and there's been 
there's ups and downs. There's days where practice where it looks amazing. There's days where it's like, whoa, we got to fix that. But collectively as a staff, we're doing a great job of when we see it, we address it. Um, and we get it fixed and turn it into a positive and make it better. And helps to have Danny Smith around too. Yeah. That's a big help. When you got a guy like that who's a winner who can teach you some things, and I certainly love learning from him. So I'm blessed. I got a great staff, great players. Well, tonight on the field, the Yellow Jackets fans in the stands and on the radio, what can they see on the field tonight? In, I mean, the the field itself, the, the checkerboard pattern in the in the end zones is going to look is looking spectacular, but. The offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, what can you tell us what we can expect to see tonight? Well, first off, just speaking on the checkerboards, I want to give a big shout-out to um, to Kenny Lewis and, and to Joe Freeman and, and, and my, my coach here too, John Nelson, and so many others who put in so much time to, to do the field, and they take so much pride and passion in it. And we're very fortunate to have great people around who, who want to do that because we, we love the checkerboard, and it's a tribute to the 96 team. It's just cultural, and it's a big part of what Bartow was, and, and we want to bring that back and just, again, tie that winning way into now and and we're our own right we have our own things but um you know we we really like that and so uh, as far as what to see and what to expect you know my hope is that we're clean right we don't have anybody um, not where they're not supposed to be on special teams or we're calling for guys and screaming for guys you know hopefully we, we, we align correctly we, we do our assignments well and, and we play physical and, com- and be and be really competitive and, I, and our guys are fired up you know it's a, obviously it's a rivalry game and there's been a lot of talk about that um, but we're just focused on again doing our job getting better doing our job getting better and we know who we're playing um, but I've told them play with emotion but not emotional and so um, as far as that goes I think you're going to see a team that plays with a lot of passion a lot of energy a lot of pride um, and then you're also going to see as far as schematically, I mean, you know, we like to be a balanced offense and defensively um, we like to disguise things and, and, and hopefully get, get people to make mistakes. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting out here and being able to put on a show. Tonight the Tyler Eden era begins at Bartow High School. What does that mean to you? Well, it means everything to me because, again, to be able to take over and run that, be at the helm of such a program with so much tradition and, and and again when we run out here you know it's not just myself running out here it's, it's ken riley running out here it's hagan's running out here it's odom it's floyd it's butler it is danny smith in the 96 team you know it, there's so many other people that built this program up to to greatness and so now for me to be able to write the next chapter and hopefully bring it back to greatness um consistent greatness would be uh, it's just such an honor and i couldn't have asked god for a better situation and i couldn't have been blessed with a better situation Coach, we appreciate you taking the time with us. Good luck tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Go Jackets. Pallet One of Bartow is looking for new career-minded employees. Pallet One offers competitive wages and benefits including health, dental, vision, paid vacation, and a matching 401k plan. Join the Pallet One team today. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's a cricket budgie pull it here, and we are proud to be sponsored of Yellow Jacket Broadcasting here at WBF. If you're looking for any kind of good used parts, give us a call here at 863 863- Five three three oh five six eight. That is eight six three five three three oh five six eight. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright and Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright and Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football. Mike Ayers, Bruce, and Andy Edmond. I'm Jeff Olmberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're just moments away from uh, getting the uh, ball game underway. The kickoff classic, some preseason action here between the Yellow Jackets and the uh, visiting Fort Meade Miners. It's about, what, eight miles down the road? Yeah. And on Highway 17. 
The uh, Yellow Jacket cheerleading squad has made a tunnel on the field. The captains are now making their way out on the field for the Yellow Jackets. And, and Bruce, I can recognize one of them right away. That's Brett Tyree Big, offensive lineman. He's a senior. He wears number 54. Yep. We're going to call him Thor this year. And I'll, you can see why. I like it. That's all, pretty cool. All the hair coming out of the helmet there. Also out there is uh, Mike on Bruce, another senior. He's a defensive lineman. He'll play on the offense side as well. And you got number 19. That is Roderick Clark. That's a very familiar name. He's going to be linebacker, and he's wearing number 12. And then K.J. Valentine, what we think is going to be our starting quarterback tonight, and he wears number 15. Those captains are now meeting on at midfield for the coin toss with the captains. Holy the cow, you got a lot of beef coming this way. Number 62 and number 54, they have not missed a meal for Fort Meade. I'll tell you that right now. And we will apologize to our Fort Meade listeners. We do not have a what we think is a very accurate roster, so we apologize if we get some names incorrect for the preseason game here. But uh, I don't even have a number 62 on the roster I was given, so yeah. I apologize in advance. So. Some big boys. Yeah, they are. I got, I got to say hello to uh, uh, Coach Peavy. He's already chimed in tonight, wants to know about the Panthers. He won't get any news about the Panthers, um, but we're so happy to have him listening. Lynn Horn has texted me today. Uh, he was wanting to know. Of course, Lynn Horn. Uh, one of the greatest sideline guys ever. Uh, we have to go. All, we always have to talk about him being the only one that we ever know to get thrown out of a football game. Yep. So uh, that makes him a legend right there, and it's a it's a hard act to follow. But Mike uh, certainly does a great job. Officials are going over instructions, and the uh, the flip the coin toss. We'll mention that this field this field does run east and west, and over on the east side is the big uh, Jacket Fieldhouse, brand new, a couple years now, but the Jacket Fieldhouse, and the Jackets are all ready to run through the inflatable tent with the uh, the jacket on top. looks very intimidating. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that, that interview with Neil was, was, was great, but you got you got to give Neil a lot of credit. I don't know of any booster president that has raised this kind of money. Five years now he's been the president of the Barta Booster Club. And... I'm I'm just floored by what he's gotten done, and I think we'll have a turf field here soon. Not not not. Yeah, I agree. Is this going to be four quarters? Yeah. Okay. The Yellow Jackets in their all orange tonight. Orange pants, orange jerseys with the orange helmets for the Fort Meade Miners. They're in their black pants with their white jerseys, and of course their black helmets. As we're getting the uh, the coin toss underway, last minute instructions. The checkered board does look nice. We see in the uh, on the west end zone there. We see the Fort Meade Miners ready to run through the tunnel. Those cheerleaders have made, and uh, we're ready. I'm ready to get this underway. I am too, and I'm a little surprised, guys. Uh, normally during a jamboree, um, holy cow! John and Terry Frost making their way into the stadium. Oh, folks. I was looking at number sixty-four. That cat's a large human being, but I see John and Terry. Um, uh, what, what was I talking about? I'm sorry, I missed you up. <laughs> I'm about sure jamboree, I, about jamborees and yeah. yeah. Uh, normally, you don't get the sticker on your helmet until after the jamboree. The jamboree is your chance to to prove yourself to to get that sticker. It's been a tradition. I should have uh, been with you when you. Uh, Interviewed the Absolutely. coach where we could have made sure of that. Well, I'll tell you what, we will, we will, we will pool our questions together. Yes. That's number Mike. one on the list to tune him up about. The guys, Bartow won the toss, and they elected to kick. But I will tell you right now, the tension is tight because the official give them some 
pretty stern words out there and then politely requested that they shake hands and both sides just stood there and looked at one another. <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to get pretty, it's probably going to get testy out here and we may see some, we may see some stuff that, you know, you would typically see between a Fort Meade and Bartow, or a Fort Meade and Bartow game. Um, so it, it, it was, uh, it was thick. You see a lot of MMA fights uh, that happen that way where they don't. Uh, sometimes in boxing they won't touch gloves, very rarely. But, uh, you know, I like it. I like it when you, uh, when you have that attitude. That just shows it's going to be that much tougher. John Ekman will lead the Bartow High School Marching Band with our playing of our as Fort Meade runs onto the field. We'll drown them out. John was ready to uh, begin Go Bartow Go, and here comes the Yellow Jackets onto the field. Dressed in orange, running through the checkerboard from the tunnel into midfield. The 2023 Bartow Yellow Jackets. Our kicker forgot his helmet. He did. But he he doesn't need it. And he's going to be on the first play of the game as Bartow will be kicking off. Today we play like champions, the sign that Mike on Bruce is holding up, pointing to the crowd. Um, you know, I've, I, I never really got nervous when I was coaching, um, but I'm, I'm sure this young man has a lot of butterflies, and if he doesn't have a lot of butterflies, then he probably shouldn't be out there. Because I know I shouldn't have been out there. But um, I really wish him all the success in the world and, and hope this team does well. And, and, Bruce, right off the bat, we noticed that this coaching staff will use coaches in the press box. That's something that we not before. And, and help me out, Bruce, the gentleman in the orange hat, the coaching member, the, obviously the offensive coordinator, you think, in the orange hat yes. so that the players can easily identify him from yes. the sideline? Exactly. And what's his role? Uh, probably offensive coordinator. Okay. So the Yellow Jackets will kick off, and that means uh, Kaysen Mullis. He wears number 40. He found his helmet. He's ready to kick off now. And back deep will be for the Fort Meade Miners. And, again, we apologize for not having an accurate roster. Um, Looks like uh, Josh Porter. Well, he's certainly a special teams coach. We see that right now. But reminds me of Coach Barry a little bit. And we call it a kickoff classic. We call it the pregame tune-up, or preseason tune-up, if you will. And we call it, it doesn't count in the records, but from what Mike just described, Bruce, it counts to these players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, that coach is wearing one black and one white shoe. That is cool. That's the coolest ever. You can't identify him from the hat. Case of Mullis tees it up, kicks it off, and it's going to be taken down at the seven-yard line. Right there. Porter at the 20, at the 30, and still on his feet, crosses the 30 and down at the 35-yard line where he's knocked out of bounds. That's, uh, and we got flags everywhere on the very first play. Number 20 uh, on the tackle right there. That was uh, Burgess, Romario Burgess. Oh! And I tell you, guys, it, it, just as that play was going off, uh, Coach E was coming down the sideline, and he was like, discipline, discipline, discipline. So that's what he was preaching to all these guys. So the White Hats doing they're doing a lot of talking over there on the sideline. Just as the as the tackle was occurring, that's when the penalty flags came in. There was I'm, at least three of them. I'm wondering if some players didn't come on the field. And Mike, I want you to take a look, and Bruce, you and, and Andy as well. I want you to look at that defensive line for the Yellow Jackets. Um, you got Bird back, Quavion Bird. You got a big number 88, who is um, Jeremiah Martin. 
as the penalty is being marched off against the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, they said a helmet. Uh, that was yards. a helmet. That's, that's, he came from the side. That is a very big defensive line for the Yellow Jackets. Yes, it is. And look at Bird sporting the gold shoes. Yeah. Yeah, he spat it up is what he is. That's uh, tape. Looking very sharp. First and ten for the Fort Meade Miners as the referees will now wander over here to the Yellow Jacket side to uh, discuss the penalty with Coach Eden. Looks like Galva is at one corner. And uh, Murray... Uh, or is that Jace Thomas over at the other corner? Getting the explanation is Coach Eden. Wow. First and ten for the Miners at their own 47-yard line. Number six. Jaden, uh, Jasad Hampton. He got to snatch it. Looks like Murray's back They're still discussing. The coach has got his explanation, and I think we're ready to play ball. First offensive play of the night for the Fort Meade Miners. First and 10 from their own 47-yard line. Carson, the quarterback, he wears number 14. He, you cannot miss him. He's six, three, six foot three inches tall. And uh, his two running backs next to him are like a foot shorter. Yeah. Fort Meade's got some meat on their uh, offensive line right some there. Some big now. boys up front. Yeah. Here we go. First and 10 from the shotgun. Here's the snap, and it's a handoff. Up the middle goes Porter. Porter crosses the midfield into Yellow Jacket territory and a gain of about four yards. That was number nine, uh, Ladarius Davis and uh, uh, DeCorian Stanley on the tackle, linebacker. Second down and six now for the Miners. One play, they're in Yellow Jacket territory. Again, the quarterback, Carson, in the shotgun. He was going to send two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. One running back standing right next to him here in the shotgun. He wants to throw. The right-hander throws it downfield, and it's going to be intercepted by... Oh! Jaden Williams had it in his hands going up, and when he hit the ground falling backwards, the ball bounced out. But what a thrill that was. Had some holding going on in there, too. Yeah, he was at the right place at the right time, and you could tell he timed that dunk jump just right because that ball was just starting to come down good, and he... He just launched. Yeah, uh, the the safety was burnt, and Williams. If Williams doesn't go up and get that ball, that ball's probably going to be caught. Incomplete pass makes it third and six for the Miners at the Yellow Jacket forty-nine yard line. That's Galva. I'm sorry, Galva. Three wide receivers on the far side. Again, Carson, the quarterback, in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's going to hand it off this time. It's Mason up the middle. He goes. He's going to pick up two or three. It's going to be fourth down. Well, that guard sure you took see the off hit that 62 down, yeah. put on him. Yeah. I think they'll go for it here. They got fourth and about three. Yeah, nothing to lose. Four Meade will line up in, as they're going for it. They're in a spread formation. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Carson calling the signals in the shotgun. Plant. Trying to draw them off sides. Jackets showing good discipline, not hopping, not jumping. Here's the snap. Carson wants to throw. He does. He's got it. And the flag is on the hold. That's coming back. That one's coming back, yep. That's big number 62 over there. Lozano with the reception, but it looks like a holding against the Fort Meade Miners will nullify the first down. 
illegal chop block against Fort Meade. Yeah, that's, and a chop block is when when somebody is blocking up high and then another guy goes low, and that is a defenseless player at that time, and and it's a good penalty, and it's a 15 yarder. And Coach Eden wants to back him up, and that's exactly what they're going to do. Ten minutes, 30 seconds left here in the first quarter. No score in the ball game. This is the opening possession. Fort Meade now backed up. They're going to face a fourth down in forever. Fourth and about 15. Yeah. Now they're going to punt it. Dropping back deep is Murray. Our man Murray. Hey, my buddy, uh, Coach Garth Washington, who runs the Bartow uh, Unlimited 555 uh, football. He's saying we sound good. We appreciate that, Coach. We really do. The Miners in punt formation. Coach Wells. Jaden Williams and uh, Tavares Murray back deep to receive. They're standing at about their 27-yard line. Well, we know how exciting Murray is. He just ain't got the shoes. (laughs) Here's the snap. Quarterback Carson kicks it away, and it's going to be Williams at the 20-yard line. 25-30 on his feet, tiptoes the sideline, crosses the 35, and another flag. Yeah, he's going to get that one. Uh, he he, he leaned, in, leaned in with his head on that one and just speared him pretty good. Yeah, and, and what's the head coach's name? Tyler Eden. Eden. Coach Eden went running on the field and dragged that kid off the field. Uh, Eden's running the offense. Yes, as well. And he, and he did during the spring game, too. So I was fortunate enough to go there that, that Friday night to yeah, watch I'm that sorry, game. And, that and he you. ran the whole thing. So a penalty on the punt return. Nice return by Jaden Williams. He wears number seven. Brought it out to about the uh, about, about the 40-yard line, but you don't tack on the penalty on top of that against the Fort Meade Miners. Personal foul. Late hit. And it's going to be very close, Bruce, to uh, their midfield. Yeah, it should be right on it. 13, 14, 15. Okay, 16. All right. Well, look at that. Was it 77's got the gold shoe on and a black shoe on, too? One of the linemen. <laughs> Yellow jackets are styling. All right, here we go. First and 10, Bartow in Fort Meade territory at the 48-yard line. Quarterback K.J. Valentine wearing number 15. Here's the snap. He will turn and give it up the middle goes number 25. That's Himes, or is that 23? That's uh, Tavian Himes. 25. Trayvon, Trayvon, Trayvon Himes. Himes. Listed as a sophomore, wears number 25. I, I saw him running a lot in pregame. He looked really good. He's a big kid. No gain on the play. He's going to be second and 10. Again, Valentine kind of in a pistol formation. Himes is the deep back. Two wide receivers on the far side of the field now. Himes will step up side-by-side side with Valentine. They're going to give it to Himes on a little sweep action. Himes breaks the end. Got, got a flag a, in there. Yeah, they're going to call a horse tackle, a horse collar. Um, I don't I don't think it was, but we may get that holding. Uh, holding. Holding against the Yellow Jackets. Yep. Yeah, I just don't like the way it's starting all of a sudden with these penalties. I mean, I know we talk about it later in the season. You know, we've got to let it go. you got to let some of these things play out. Um, but, you know, I guess in a game between Fort Meade and Bartow, you got to get control of it now because yeah. you see how testy they get. No, I understand. And uh, Coach has a has a kid with a clipboard following him, too. I, I like that as well. He's writing down every play. 
So that marches off a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the file against Bartow. It's going to be second down in about uh, 22. Himes checked out of the ball game, and coming in was number 23, Daryl Glover. He's a transfer from Auburndale, and he is now the deep tailback sitting there behind K.J. Valentine. Three wide receivers to the near side of the field. Here's the snap, and wants to throw. He's got a pass complete out here to number 12, and a nice play by the Miners to bottle him up. Now he's tried to backtrack. Taylor with a reception. Janice Taylor. Some nice coverage by Fort Meade. Yeah, that's when you're when you're young. It's it's early in the season, and sometimes, you know, you might just be happy with two yards, and let's get our two yards and and go again. But right now, you're fighting for a position. First game of the season, the adrenaline's flowing, and the next thing you know, you're uh, 20 yard loss. It's going to be third down, and, Mike, they need to get about where you are. Yeah. A, they, they got to get down to about the 38-yard line, 39-yard line. He's going to have an Anthony Richardson-type arm to even get it that far. Valentine, again, in the uh, pistol formation. Three wide receivers now to the far side of the field. Glover will step right next to Valentine at the quarterback. Here's the snap. And the left-hander wants to throw. Pump fake still. Right now hand. he's scrambling. Right-hander, excuse me. He's got his man caught. At the 44-yard line, that's a great job by Valentine as he as he was getting pressured and and he backed away from the pressure and cut it loose, falling back and threw threw a pretty good pass uh, to get some positive yards. But Bartow will punt. Taylor on the reception. Taylor, another new member of the Yellow Jacket squad. He's a transfer from Victory Christian Academy. He's supposed to be pretty quick, lightning, pretty quick. So that's going to set up punt formation. Valentine also will handle the punting duties. For the Yellow Jackets. Looks like somebody's filming from above, guys. We got a drone flying there. Huh. That's not you, is it? None's at home. Okay. Yeah, right about the 10-yard line. 50 or 60 feet up in the air. Here's the snap. Valentine high, but he gets it down under a lot of pressure, but he gets a kick away. It's going to bounce at the 30-yard line and take a big yellow jacket roll, and they pick it up. Porter picks it up at the 20, and he is smothered immediately by Bartow. Boy, that was that was not a very smart, uh, but he got away with it, and and uh, no harm, no foul, but Bartow was all over him. It's, uh, it's funny, both both uh, quarterbacks are punting. Are punters. Yeah. And our superstar was a punter, too, uh, Lynn Johnson. Now, this is a first for me, and I'm sure for everybody. Then That drone now is now moved over here behind the Fort Meade. Is, we don't know if it's a Fort Meade drone or it's a Bartow drone. I don't know, but hey, what's up? That's pretty cool. Well, I don't see it. Oh, I see it now. Okay. All righty. Fort Meade now with their second possession of the ballgame. First and 10 from their own 22-yard line. Bartow looks like they're in a tight man coverage. Carson, the quarterback, puts one man in motion. Here's the snap. Handoff. Oh, beautiful. And job. going nowhere. Bottled up in at the line of scrimmage. A flag Got comes a in flag. late. Yep. And where that flag come flying into, there was I mean, I didn't really see anybody there, but it looks like they're gonna call some sort of hold. Yeah, it was it was kind of giving them a business kind of stuff downfield is what it was when it wasn't anywhere near the play. And um, they had him bottled up. And I think Bird was or number fifty-two. Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce or Bird had him wrapped up in the backfield, and, and he just pulled away, and then the Jackets just swarmed and uh, got him down. You take this penalty all day long. 
Yeah, you know, and you were talking about him fielding that ball a while ago. He hipped that ball. I mean, that ball was bouncing, and he just rolled that thing up on his hip. So that was very dangerous. Had he got, had he taken a hit pretty quickly, uh, that could have been that could have been dangerous. And they will march off the ten-yard uh, penalty against the Fort Meade Miners. It'll still be first down, but now it's first down and about twenty-two. Chris Peavy wants to know if that drone is legal, and, and I don't know, but I don't have my rifle with me. It is probably not unless it's been authorized uh, by the school there. board. But he's not on the field, so. It doesn't matter. And and now those drones have to be licensed um, through the FAA to fly like that. Yeah, I fixed to say, doesn't he have to have some kind of license to be out there like that? Mike. Yeah, he's supposed Mike's to have a license, and... Um, of course, I don't have a license for mine to fly mine yet, but I don't fly mine in the city, and, and I, he's probably not supposed to be flying above the sports field here because if something was to happen, that thing's not really big enough to cause any damage or hurt anybody, yeah. but it's still not supposed to be there. I wonder yeah, what kind of camera he's got on there. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, you can zoom in. I know So the one I fly is about a three- to four-mile range, and you can literally zoom. You can be at, at 2,000 feet. And you can zoom right in on the ground like it's no like it's nobody's really? business. Yeah, Jack was flying those suckers in uh, Columbia when he was when he was uh, down in Columbia with his unit and, uh, to hear the stories. Oh yeah, those they're flying at thirty thousand like an airplane. Yeah, yeah, they they can tell you how many people sitting in a car at thirty thousand feet. Wow. Yeah, that. they're they're crazy. They got some serious cameras. Yes, yes. They're just breaking up after the uh, water break. About 5.46 left here in the uh, first quarter. No score in the ballgame. Our buddy Daniel Pate is listening as well. Say hello to him. Fort Meade now facing a first and 22. Fort Meade's going to send three receivers to the near side of the field. Carson, the quarterback, takes the snap, and he's going to hand it off up the middle, and no go. Beautiful job by Bruce. Mike on Bruce with the big tackle in the middle. Boy, is that a beast or what? He wrapped him up and was spinning him. And as he was spinning him down, like two or three guys hit him. You got big number 52, Mike on Bruce, number 88, Jeremiah uh, Martin, and then uh, on Bird in there as well. That's a lot of muscle in the Man, middle. Man, that, that could hurt. So now it's going to be second in about 22 for the Miners at their own 12-yard line. Bartow jumps. Ooh, a little bit off sides. Yeah, that'll get you pulled off the field right there. Trying to anticipate the count where the Yellow Jackets, that's going to cost them five yards. Doesn't get the first down, though. No, but, the, you know, they they go over and over and over it in practice. You do, move on the ball. Move on the ball. And I know this is the first game, so this is time to get it out of your system. Second down at about 17 now for the Miners. Ball right about the uh, 17-yard line. Again, two wide receivers near side, two to the far side in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Carson wants to throw. Looking, looking. He slings it downfield. That's a, and he's going to be complete. The, the catch is made at the 40-yard line for our first down. That's Porter. Yeah, the corner, the corner fell down. That was, I think, that was uh, Galva that fell down, and um, he was going to make the pick, and it was going to be a pick six, but he slipped and fell down, and that allowed uh, Porter to come in and make the catch. Fortunately, Murray was right there to make the tackle. Bartow was playing a soft cover two right there. First and ten for the Fort Meade Miners at their own 40-yard line. Twins left, twins right. 
Again, Carson in a pistol formation. Here's the snap, and he'll give it to no nope, quarterback keeper. Quarterback keeper Carson puts his head down and he plows for two yards. Yeah, good job, uh, number 31 again in on the tackle. That's uh, Stanley. Going to be second and six. 4-11, no score in the ballgame here. The kickoff classic, the Fort Meade Miners here at Bartow Memorial Stadium to take on the Yellow Jackets. So we're going to have an official timeout, I believe. Uh, maybe not. Yep, now we're ready. Gosh, that was uh, Hampton, the corner that fell down. I apologize, guys. Gal was playing over here on this side. Second and six here for the Miners from their own 44-yard line. Single receiver now to the far side of the field. Twins to the near side. Here's the snap. Hand off. Oh, there's this a is, hole. This is going to be Hayward, and there's a flag. He's going to get a first down, but as Bruce noted, there's a there's a couple of flags on the field. Yeah, Williams Williams was coming on a blitz, and he got he got held, almost pulled his pulled a jersey off his shoulder. So that will nullify the run. And yeah, if uh, that's a spot foul, so it'll go ten yards from where it happened. We talked earlier in the pregame show with uh, Neil, and we mentioned it ourselves about uh, Ken Riley, the Bartow standout who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame just a few weeks ago. And I want to encourage you, uh, go on YouTube, search out Ken Riley and the family who uh, helped enshrine him, and a very moving video was done. I encourage everybody to go out. If you haven't already, you, you definitely want to add that to your uh, viewing list if you get a chance on YouTube to just search out Ken Riley Hall of Fame, and you'll find it. That's a great call, Jeff. The penalty backs him up to the 34-yard line where it's second down and uh, about 14. Here's the snap. Carson with the ball, wants to throw. He does. The pass is going to be complete, but a nice tackle. Beautiful open field tackle. And that was uh, Stanley again. Stanley with the tackle, limiting the gain. It's going to be third and 10 for the Miners at at their own 40-yard line. No score here in the first quarter. If he do not make that tackle, that's an easy first down. Yeah, and, and that was a uh, – he luckily, he just barely got a hold of that foot to trip him up. And the, our guy in the orange hat is the defensive coordinator, guys. I like – I'd really love to sit down with him and talk to – The two different shoes, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a couple of them that got that tonight. But the orange hat is what is really smart. Timeout taken by the Miners on a big third and ten play. At uh, Citizens Bank and Trust, we take great pride in being Polk County's bank and understand the responsibility that comes with it each and every day. Citizens Bank and Trust since 1920, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. And, Mike, you know, we've been talking about how excited we are to get back into football mode. But if you look over the visitor stand, and if you turn around and look at the home stand behind you, I think a lot of people are with us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, but here we go once again. This game here means a lot to both both towns right here. This is that Battle of Highway 17, so you're going to see these stands fill up for this game anyway. But you got the whole work crew down here. On If you look to the west end of the stadium, oh, yeah. your construction crew's down here. So, you, like you said, it was a construction theme night, so you see them all down here, and they're their high visible vest and stuff. And their hard hats. Their hard hats. And 
All righty, following the timeout, third and ten for the Fort Meade Miners at their own 40-yard line. No score in the ballgame. Carson takes the snap in the shotgun. A little slant. Beautiful it's going to be job. caught and completed, but short of a first down. Really, really good job that time by um, Hampton. It's going to be fourth and about three, Bruce. On your side of the 50-yard line, does Fort Meade go for it here? Yes, absolutely. These are the guys that were in front of my car when I pulled in. I think you can see why I, I hesitated before I tried to run them over. This is a big boys. They are. I think these are probably JV kids are either part of Garth uh, Washington's crew. Fourth and three. Here's the snap. Fort Meade going for it. They're going to be stopped short. They did Bell not make short. it. They're a yard short at least. No flags. Just walk off the field. Just walk off the field. That was 31 again. That was Stanley again. I mean, this cat. What's that? That's four times we've called his name in, in what, two drives? Yep. I mean, that guy's for real. So Barta will take over first and 10 at the minor 48-yard line. And next time, if, if you pay attention, he's the only linebacker back there. They've got, they swing their linebackers really wide to play coverage. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. K.J. Valentine wears number 15. He's going to be in a uh, shotgun formation. Glover, the running back, stands right behind him. And, Bruce, they got three receivers on the far side of the field. A single receiver here to the near side. See what Valentine will do here. Barta was for, forced to punt on their opening possession. Here's the snap. And it's going to be a quarterback draw. Up the middle goes Valentine. Oof. And Valentine is hit at the line of scrimmage, thrown backwards, and now a got flag. Got a flag in him. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of our big guys. He spun a he spun a guy around, but he didn't have hold of him, Mike. He just he spun him, and they're getting him for. I don't want to call out his number. Uh, we don't do that to our linemen because they don't get enough credit. But uh, he spun that kid, but he never had hold of his jersey. Yeah, I think it was one of those, maybe he had him wrapped or something. I mean, I just don't understand why they threw that, though, because like you said, he, he just turned him. It's about it. It's going to be a 10-yard march off against the Yellow Jackets for holding. Move its ball just inside the 40-yard uh, line. We'll call it the Jacket 39, where it's first down. 33 seconds left here in the quarter. Most likely the final play of the quarter. No score in the ballgame. Kickoff Classic 2023. Valentine in the shotgun. Twins to the left. Here's the snap. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper. Valentine stumbles, and he just gets back to the line of scrimmage. Second down. And that will... A gray one? Six seconds left here. Ball is at the 39-yard line, and they will wind the clock, and that will be the end of the quarter. No score in the ball game. Between the Yellow Jackets and the Miners, you're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, I'm Benny Jr. Each and every holiday, dealerships are trying to convince you that right now is the best time to buy a vehicle. It's not that way at Bartow Ford. If it's for sale, it's on sale. Visit our store or online at BartowFord.com because at Bartow Ford, we're different and we prove it. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the law firm of Campbell, Trone, Tamayo, and Aranda, providing top-level representation for their clients, including but not limited to business litigation, personal injury, and wrongful death. CTTALaw.com. 
For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service. Locally owned and operated, we are FM 102.9 and AM 1130. WWBF Bartow. We're going to add uh, technical assistant to Bruce's resume. Yeah. Well, um, can can you have like three or four batteries for those things and just plug one in and shoot it right back up, Mike? That, that's what I do. Yeah. We're on drone watch here at uh, Bartow Memorial that's Stadium. Interesting. First in, uh, second down, second in about 23 here for the Yellow Jackets. Valentine in the shotgun, takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He wants to throw under some pressure. He throws it backwards. That's a fumble. That that's ball a is fumble. live. That's that ball is live. And Fort Meade recovers it. I mean, the guy just stopped. It was a fumble. It was clearly a backwards pass, which is a lateral. And it's going to be Fort Meade ball. Yep. He threw it three yards behind him. and The referees are discussing it, but this, this should go. This ball should be Fort Meade at the 25-yard line. They're pointing bar to I don't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, look down at the track right now. They're still discussing it, still discussing it. Oh, there's a there's a world champs. Yeah. Oh, the Dixie Youth World Series. Oh, yeah. yeah now that's cool. Dixie Youth champs, state champions, World Series champions with the world champion cheerleader. Absolutely. Incredible. I mean, it doesn't that's get any cool better right than that. I gotta get a picture of that. The referee did. They got together, and it is going to be Fort Meade's ball, which is the correct call. But the Dixie Youth World Series being honored here at the ball game tonight, standing in front of the Yellow Jacket cheerleading squad, being recognized. That's so awesome. I kind of got goosebumps on that. That's awesome right there. No losses during the World Series. They were phenomenal. They were pretty good. Congratulations, boys. Moms and dads, coaches and parents. And those cats right there will be playing for Bartow, you know. Not, Not too long. I mean, we, we've got uh, one that we did in the World Series uh, that's pitching for the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. and, and uh, They're announcing each one of the kids' names over the PA. That's, that's, so that's cool. good. So let's go ahead and get back to the ball game here. The, the call was correct on the field. It is Fort Meade's ball. Okay. They made that call. So Fort Meade first and 10 at the Yellow Jacket 25-yard line. They're going to go up top right here. Just underway here in the second quarter. Big standing ovation for the Dixie Youth World Series champions from Bartow. All righty, Carson in the shotgun. He's got two receivers to the near side of the field. Single receiver to the far side. Carson with the snap, fakes the handoff. He wants to throw, slings it, and it's going to be incomplete. Uh, But he got two flags on the play. That's going to be a pass interference on that one. I agree. He was all over him. Yellow Jacket defensive back a little anxious. Could be defensive holding. Illegal man downfield. Illegal man downfield is the call against Fort Meade. Holy cow. We were all off on that one. I'll take it. So they're going to back him up on that call. Yeah, and, and he threw that flag immediately. I mean, I don't even know how he had time to get across the line of scrimmage when he threw that flag. <laughs> but, and you're, the drone guy, it, uh, it landed on top of the, the press box over there. So somebody on the press box is flying that thing. Oh, it's it's going up and down right now like a like a spaceship. Ooh, you see it coming lower, lower. 
A UFO? Yeah. Unidentified? I got nothing against them. It's got to be for filming, of course, obviously, right? Some, some you know, scouting, but it's just about goalpost high now, Mike. Yeah. it's. I mean, you can put larger SD cards in those things, and they do hold a lot. Um, you can – I mean, they're they're high def. I mean, they're they're strong. Coach Eden decided to decline the penalty. He'll rather have the down, make it second down and 10 now for the Miners at the Yellow Jacket 25-yard line. But we'll know for sure who's drone it is next week, right? So, I mean, I'm looking on top of the press box, and it looks like there's someone on the top in a blue shirt. Maybe somebody from Bartow doing yeah, it. Yeah, was, there were was some people with some real fancy equipment that went upstairs yeah. with blue shirts on. But I still, if I had my AR, I would take it out. <laughs> Second down here for the Miners. Wait, whistles will oh, stop this on. play. And there's offsides against the Miners. Illegal procedure. Mm. Mike, they also did not change the down marker. It still says one over there. Yeah, I think he forgot. So now it, it's second and 15. It should be second and 15. The down marker says one. Because coach did decline the penalty. Preseason for the for Yeah. Everybody. And we normally have a great... Uh, Chain crew. Marker crew. Chain crew. Thank you. All right. We think it's second and 15 for the Miners at the Bartow 30-yard line. Carson, the quarterback, he has two running backs standing right next to him. Here's the snap. And Carson wants to throw. He slings it out into the flat. Got his receiver. And he is hit and dropped inside the 30 to about the 26-yard line. That was a beautiful uh, little bump out by uh, Jaden Williams. Smith on the reception. Where's number 23? Jason Williams, sorry. No, Jaden. We got a Jason and a Jaden. Never Jaden. So we think it's third down. The down marker says second and 10. So. Well, you, you'll know on fourth down if, they, if we stop them here because Bartow will be all over it then. Three wide receivers now for Fort Meade on the near side of the field. Carson, the quarterback, in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Handoff. Hasten up the middle. And he's going nowhere. He is stuffed by that Yellow Jacket offensive line. Defensive line, excuse me. Number 52 again. Bruce coming off the bottom. So now the down marker third down. Maybe it is third down. Maybe I... Well, shouldn't it be fourth down? I think this was fourth they, down. They whistled it dead before the play took place a while ago, right? Oh, was that? Maybe that's the case then. And I think that's what they did. I think they whistled it dead before the ball was snapped. So in that case, then that would still be, it would just be third down then. So it's third down and a, about nine. Now a timeout. Too many taken. people on the field. Yeah, Fort Meade calls a timeout. Yeah, because I know you guys can't see it from up there, but there's still a lot of pushing and shoving down here. Once they are, uh, once they get bottled up and they get bundled up there, you can see those guys in there with those hands just to each other's face, just pushing each other around. While we have a time out here, want to say hi to the uh, staff at Lawrence Plumbing. They are extending their best wishes to the Bartell Jackets on their 2023 football campaign. Lawrence Plumbing has been serving Polk County for over 50 years. They handle both residential and commercial. 
Lawrence Plumbing, they do the dirty work. Hey, I want to say hello to our, our friends, uh, Josh Gwynn, Guido, and uh, Lindsay, and Reagan, and William. They're all listening. They, they, they've been listening for many years. I mean, they, they uh, text every week, and we're so happy that they're listening. Uh, Terry Lowers, uh, and um, uh, just a great, great family. All right, here we go. Following the Fort Meade timeout, third and nine. The Miners at the Yellow Jacket 24-yard line following a turnover. Carson calls for the ball, takes two steps back, drops. He's under some pressure. He throws it downfield, and it's going to be broken up. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And the quarterback got nailed. Yeah, he got, he got rid of that just in time because Bartow was coming. And there's some pushing and shoving in that pile now, Mike. Yeah, I believe that was Murray that uh, came from the safety spot and knocked that ball away. Yeah, I'm not going to call no numbers, but I've, I've watched, uh, watched a couple of them in here. Once you get in that pile, they're, they're doing a lot of hands-to-the-face stuff. Well, and that's, that's, when you got, that's when the refs have to take over at that point. I mean, you got to maybe toss a kid or, or threaten to toss a kid. You don't want to toss them in a jamboree. Well, Andy, I'm sure they're just asking about, how'd your summer go? How was your summer? Did you have a good summer? That's what they're talking about, right? I did have a in, good summer. In, in those scrums down there, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and your mother, too. <laughs> Fourth and nine for the Miners. They're going for it at the Yellow Jacket 24-yard line. Carson takes the snap, the drops hole. back. He's got uh, some pressure, and Carson's going down. He is sacked way back to the 36-yard line. What a beautiful job, and, and uh, Bird, Bird comes up. He gets plowed. There's a flag on the they play. Drop a flag in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I think I was Bird. Yeah, that was Bird giving him a little bit of the business, and then a lineman came up and popped Bird. Bird does a backflip, but they got him 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. You know, and, It's going to be Bartow football. And, and like you said, not to call any names or something, there was one that just stood right over – you know, Bartow he just stood right over the top of him, you know, intimidating him, trying to, I guess. But he can't do stuff like that. Well, Bird's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. He's a <laughs> stud in my book, and he can get away with anything. I'm quickly enjoying that defensive line. Yeah, they're 50, fun. 52, 88, and 98. Oh, my God. And then you have 31 Stanley coming behind him at linebacker. That's, that's a beautiful crew so far. The referees are discussing it, and uh, Coach uh, Eden walking out to midfield. It's Bartow football. Just get it over with. Ten minutes, 32 seconds left here in the first half. No score in the ball game. It's a dead ball foul, whatever it is, Bartow football. Nine minutes after 8 o'clock, 81 degrees here on this uh, Friday night. Thank you for joining us here for Yellow Jacket football on WWBF Bartow. Tomorrow, guys, we go racing at the Glen. Yeah. Xfinity Series, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Cup Series, Sunday at 2 o'clock. I got a question for you guys. Can Chase Elliott win at Watkins to get in the playoffs? Yes, he can. Well, will he? <laughs> yes, he will. All right. I mean, he, he was so close last week. I just I, I felt terrible for him. And, and uh, you know, he's, he has to answer the question every week. And it's like, it's tired of my back. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's... I would I would put money on The referees are now talking it over with Coach Eden about uh, the penalties. So I hope you can join us this weekend from Watkins. And then next week, Andy, we go to Daytona. Daytona yeah. 
Saturday night at Daytona under the lights. I guess real. I got to talk to a friend of mine. He said his dad was some big wig up there. I might need to get some tickets. Well, he better get me a hotel room, too, because I ain't going back to Daytona unless I got a hotel. I ain't going through that traffic no more. The referees are still discussing what to do on this play here. Bartow stopped the Miners on the fourth down. In fact, they threw the quarterback for a big loss, and the ball was right about the 35-yard line, but there were some yellow flags. There were some <laughs> some finger-pointing, some people, you know. So they're, they're trying to figure out what to do with everybody here. They're still discussing it. <coughs> Next week, the Yellow Jackets will be on the road to open up the regular season as they head to uh, Martin County, the Martin County Tigers, over there on the East Coast, kind of around near the Fort Pierce area. And, Mike, the Fort Meade Miners, they're going the opposite direction. Sarasota next week. Fort Meade going to Sarasota. All right, here goes the white hat. All right, here we go. We've got some if we can explanation. Dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct, Bartow. Got to be first down for the Yellow Jacket. That's it. Holy cow. So Bartow gets the ball, but they are going to face a 15-yard from where the end of the play was. And if my math works, 35 minus 15. 20. Thank you. Good, Andy. (laughs) Kept his shoes on and everything. Every now and then it comes to us. Yeah. They are still... Trying to spot this ball. Well, I got, I got, a, I got an issue with that. I don't care. I mean, yeah, Bird stood over him, and yeah, Bird deserves a penalty. But um, there was some retaliation which deserves fifteen yards as well. All righty, so they have marked it off successfully, Andy, to the twenty-yard line. Oh, wow. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 20-yard line. K.J. Valentine, the quarterback. Elizabeth sent that. Wow. Where'd that come from? Elizabeth? Came from, came from right over there. Yeah. Across the field. That is beautiful. All right. Yellow Jackets trying to get something going here on offense. K.J. Valentine in the shotgun formation. Two receivers to the near side of the field. Here's the snap. Quarterback keeper draw. Right up the middle goes Valentine. And he's going to get two or three, but that's about it. Tough sledding in the middle. Yeah, they move looking more like five yards. Now, yeah. Bruce, that, that drones in Well, he's going up into the light, so you couldn't get a real shot off it. Yeah, you're right, Bruce. A good five-yard run there. I'm sorry, but Mr. Valentine, so second and five. That thing runs now. Got a blinking light and everything. Makes it legal, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Second and five for the Yellow Jackets at their own 25 yard line. Just under 10 minutes here in the first half. No score in the ball game. Valentine, the quarterback. Two receivers to the far side of the field. Here's the snap. Valentine will hand it off to Glover. Glover up the middle. Glover digging, digging, and he's going to fall forward. He's got a first down, Bruce. Yeah, that was a really good run as he got popped uh, right when he crossed the line of scrimmage, but he kept those feet moving. And uh, Jackets with some pace. They're up at the line of scrimmage, first and 10. Valentine calls for the ball. Again, hand off to Glover. Bounces it to the outside. Glover turns on the Jets. He crosses the uh, 35 to the 40. And a nice run. 
Almost another first down. He about a yard or two short from another first down. And they're going fast, guys. They're going Oregon fast. Yeah, Coach, Coach just was about, you saw he was about 10 yards, 15 yards out on the field telling him, let's go, let's go, let's go. Keep running, keep running. This What this does is Fort Meade can't substitute. They can't do anything. They can barely get a play called. Second and one for the Yellow Jackets at the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. Handoff. Glover again. Right up the middle he goes. He's got a first, He's got down. A first down. Spot him right up just shy of the 45-yard really line. speed it up. We had that one team last year. We went up up off of 27 somewhere where they did that. It's beautiful to watch. Mineola. You're right. It was You're the right. Mineola that yep. did that. It's beautiful to watch. But since Bartos substituting, now Fort Meade has to be able to substitute. Jackets will do a, a huddle here. Normally after first down is when you really want to speed it up. We see our great coach, basketball coach McGriff, down uh, on the sideline. Sure, Mike has spoke to him already. First and 10 for the Bartow Yellow Jackets at their own 45-yard line. Valentine in the shotgun, takes the snap, handoff right up the middle again. And this is going to be 25 now, Himes. And Himes falls forward for about eight more yards. And let me tell you guys, he was just running straight up. So I can only imagine if he'd lower lower that head and those shoulders a little bit, and as tall as he is, he probably would have had another six or seven yards. They pulled him for an extra couple yards on that one. Yeah, they did. Second and about two. Quickly to the line of scrimmage are the Jackets. Hand off again. This is Himes again. He's got one hand. He crosses the 45. He's got a first down. There was a guy many, many years ago named Eric Dickerson, Mike, that he ran straight up and down and uh, ran himself all the way into the Hall of Fame. Exactly. And uh, it's it's kind of unusual watch, seeing somebody run straight up and down like that. It's a funny look. It they just, need to it, go back to that go-fast offense. I like first, that. Yeah. First and 10 for the Jackets at the Fort Meade 44-yard line. Valentine again in the shotgun. Hines standing right behind him. Two receivers to the far side of the field. Here's the snap. Hand off to Himes. This time the Miners are ready for it. They get him in the backfield, throw him for a loss. Yeah, about a three-yard loss right there. As he, he ran right into two big white shirts, and uh, <clears throat> they did a good job uh, just grappling. So they will lose about three, make it second and 13 here for Bartow. Valentine gets the play from Coach Eden. Eight minutes left here in the first half. No score in the ballgame. Jackets will send two receivers to the far side of the field. That's the right side of the formation. Again, Valentine in the shotgun. And that's going to be Glover standing right next to him. Here's the snap. Fort Meade bringing some people. Valentine wants to throw. He rolls it out into the flat. He's got his receiver, Williams. And Jason Williams with the reception. Yeah, he got back to the original line of scrimmage. Uh, it was a it was a well set up play, but uh, they the lead the lead guy just didn't get the block. Big number sixty six was out front, and he just barely misses the linebacker. If he catches that linebacker, Mike, I think he gets uh, twenty yards for his touch. So it's going to be third and third and ten for the Yellow Jackets. Where is Mike? Corey Butler here on the near side as a wideout. Right. Third and ten. Valentine in the shotgun. Again, Glover standing right next to him in the backfield. 
Clock runs. 6.53 to play. Their whistles will stop this play. Fumble, Looks like a fumble, pers- fumble, fumble. procedure call against Barto. I wish somebody would jump on that football uh, just in case. Yeah, you never leave it just rolling around. Yeah, that was a jet sweep. That was not a, you know, the little quick pass that they do. And I don't care if they blow the play dead. Fall on the football. So a five-yard march off against the Yellow Jackets. Back out to their own 48-yard line where it will be third down and about 16. K.J. Valentine started the ball game tonight for the Yellow Jackets at quarterback. We might see some other players. Blaine Walker might play a little bit of quarterback. Turner might also play tonight. Three wide receivers now to the far side of the field. Valentine in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Valentine wants to throw. Sets up a screen in the middle. It is complete to Glover. Glover's got some room and a nice, well-designed play across the 40 to near the 35. Yeah, it was a beautiful play as as it was designed well. That time the line got out in front of him, and and he was just able to run behind him and uh, get really, really about a yard, maybe a yard and a half shorter first down. Timeout on the field for the mandatory water break. We'll take a timeout as well. No score in the ballgame. Six minutes left in the first half. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since 1984. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry. Your Bartow Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartow Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. No score in this kickoff classic between the Fort Meade Miners and the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Bartow is facing a fourth and three from the minor 35-yard line. Jackets will have the offense on the field. They've got a huge fullback in right now. A little power formation here going up under center will be Valentine this time. He's got an eye formation behind him with a lot of muscle. Here's the snap. Right up the middle they go, and they're going to bounce to the outside. He's got a lot of daylight. He's gone. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Himes. I don't see any flags. No flags. That was a beautiful job as, as he just. I don't see any flags. He was looking He was looking for about two or three yards, and he got to the outside, and he just started running towards the corner, guys, and nobody was going to catch him. Yeah, they caught Fort Meade in the box there. You saw everybody tighten up. Like you said, they were running that power. And Fort Meade just bought right into it, brought everybody in close, and he saw it. He picked it up, and as soon as he made that one cut around the end, there was nothing but Greenfield. Yeah, and we've been we've been around long enough to know that I love the power eye. Oh yeah. When, when you bring in that big beef, man, that just that gets the adrenaline flowing. Well, that's one of those things. I'm going to put it in your face. It's up to you to stop it. And now our sophomore superstar kicker. He's got the hair going on right now, too. I'm liking that. Number 40, Cason Millis. Mullis, excuse me. 
On to attempt the extra point. They bobble the snap. Oh, no. And they try to throw it. The ball is uh, a little pass from the placeholder. is incomplete. That was a mess from the beginning. <laughs> and a flag. We can't. we got to have a good snap and a good hold. It's, it's, we got a kicker that can really show out. And you cannot let that happen. And the flag is dropped right about the 15-yard line. We're going to see what this is all about. They're going to redo it. Dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct, Fort Meade. Oh, well, then it's no good if it's a dead ball. I, and the coach is asking, can I kick it again? And he's saying, nope. Nope. 5.34, Bartow up six to nothing. But they can kick it out of the end zone. Yep. Take a quick little time out here. Why you're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. This is Tyler Kelly with Kelly Buick GMC. Each year, we donate a brand new GMC truck to our schools. Go to 20bucktruck.com for details on how you can win a brand new GMC from Kelly Buick GMC. 20bucktruck.com. Are you crazy for customer service? So are we. Here at Spatulers, we realize that our complete customer satisfaction is essential to our success. With our friendly and knowledgeable staff, you'll feel right at home as soon as you walk through the door. This is more than just a job. It's our love and passion. Come see us. Emily at Spatulers. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. Teed up at the 45-yard line. Case of Mullis will send it. That was good. Yeah, right through the uprights. You get style points for that, right? Yeah. He kicked it right there to our sign, our banner in the, in the end yep. zone. Is that new this year? I think we had it last year. Okay. We just never. It, was, it used to be somewhere else. I like it better there. Yeah. So Fort Meade will take over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line following the touchback. Jackets in front, 6 to nothing here at the kickoff classic where it's kind of been a start and stop, start and stop. We have some flags. We've had some talking. We've had some more flags. Um, not a lot of rhythm yet in the ballgame. Yeah, and, and you can expect that. I mean, uh, we're, we're, I'm talking a lot of smack and probably shouldn't, but uh, the defense has been – very outstanding so far. Here's the handoff uh, on the first down play. And they're going to get about five on the play. He ran into his own player and couldn't go any further. Mason on the, the ball carrier. I mean, you run in the back of 52 or 62, whatever that number is right there, you are not going anywhere. <laughs> uh-uh. Must be 62. I mean, that's a side of beef. That's a big boy. That's a big young man. He did get five yards on the play, second and five for the Miners at the at their own 25-yard line. Carson takes the snap, handoff, and this time the Jackets get him in the backfield. They throw him for a loss. That's Bird. They wrapped him up quick. That's going to be Martin, number 88. 88. That's another one of my favorite. Martin. Here am I, Martin. Golly, they just got... And Martin's playing a linebacker spot. No. Now I'm going to respot the ball at back of the 20. So they lose about five. So it's going to be third and ten here for the Miners. 
Now you dial up a blitz right here. Yeah, you get Martin on the end down there. Bruce and uh, Bruce and Bird in the middle. Third and ten from the shotgun is the quarterback Carson calls for the ball. He stumbles out of the backfield under a lot of pressure, slings it. It's going to be incomplete. Yeah, that was a great job. They had the blitz coming. Galva on the coverage. Yeah. They were in zone right there, and they really did a good job because they had three receivers to the side, and you've got to watch the quarterback's eyes. He could not plant, and it was uh, number nine, uh, Ladarius Davis, that got to the quarterback and made him throw off that back foot. So that's going to set up a punt formation here for the Miners. Fourth down and ten. So Carson, the quarterback, stays in to do the uh, punting here for the Miners. Four minutes left in the first half. Yellow Jackets in front, six to nothing. Now he is a quarterback, so you always got to be careful for a fake. Archo busy counting players. I think they got 11, Mike. Yeah, you know, you talk about any throwing, but man, you're in a fourth and ten situation. You know, you're not even past half yet, so I don't know that I would risk that against, you know, this defense. And Fort Meade flinched. Yeah. Yeah, they got Legal Fort. procedure against the Miners. That end right in front of you, Mike. Yeah, he moved, and that drew Bartow, so they're going to back him up and make him do it again. Bruce, we haven't talked about it yet, but our outstanding band under the direction Ooh. of the, the magician, the mad scientist, John Ekman, they've revealed the theme for this yeah. year. It's in the program, um, but it's all about pressure. Yeah. Billy Joel pressure, uh, David Bowie and Queen under pressure. David Bowie. So I can't wait to see pressure. the show. Man, that, that was ultimate. I saw him at concert one time. Here's the punt. It's a low line drive kick, and it's going to be taken down at the 45-yard line. Murray with the ball, looking for some running room left, right, and dragging folks across midfield. That was Finally I'm brought sorry, down. <laughs> Guys are having to grab their own guys off the pile to keep them from uh, getting in fights. I love this. So Jackets with excellent starting position for this next drive at the Fort Meade Minor 46-yard line. Bruce, how much of these two these two teams you know played youth ball together and peewee football and all this stuff? So they, they know each other. Yeah, and, and with social media nowadays, it's, uh, you you can know 20 people in another city and be good good friends with them and stuff like that. So we don't see that heat of rivalry. There's not a hatred between Bartow and Lake Wales anymore. Like a, I mean, there was hate. Oh, yeah. And um, But now maybe there's been enough smack talking that uh, Bartow and Fort Meade is gathering up a little rivalry again, and I, I love it. I do, too. Back in the day, they had a good one. First and ten for the Yellow Jackets at the Fort Meade 46-yard line. Bartow in front, six to nothing. Valentine, the quarterback, will put one man in motion, and it's going to be a fake, and they will hand it up the middle. That's Glover again. Yep. Glover with a nice five-yard run. They faked that jet sweep and gave it to Glover up the middle. Yeah, he's, he's a cat that he wants to go fast, and he wants to give him the ball again. 
He'll pick up five, make it second and five now for the Yellow Jackets. Our star run. Was it Jones last year, Andy? Our superstar running back? Do it now. Jones. Was that our, our star running back last year? You had his brother on. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jones. Twin receivers to the near side of the field. Valentine in the shotgun. Again, it's going to be Glover right up the middle. He's got a first down. Look at him, tiptoe left, right, and he's going to get all the way to the 30-yard line. My goodness. Ten yards on that for a Yellow Jacket first down. And you see Bartow going into that hurry-up offense again. Yep. They are quickly to the line of scrimmage. Two receivers to the near side. Corey Butler by himself on the far side of the field. Jackets on the ball, first and ten. Here's the snap. And again, handoff Glover. He bounces it to the outside. Glover turns the shoulders, oh. and he crosses the 20 down to the 17-yard line. Yeah, he was tiptoeing and uh, kind of took himself down. But this is the kind of time where you, you keep running that play, keep running that play, and then all of a sudden you bring those safeties up, and then you run a slant right, right behind those safeties. Second and two for Bartow. All the safeties are up now. Valentine looks over the offense. Here it is. And it's going to be another handoff. And again, oh. Glover takes a pounding across the 15. Uh, that was a going to get a first down. Oh, was it? Oh, Himes. Okay, 25. Thank you. Yeah, he came in uh, to a substitute. But they ran the same play again. These And this offensive line is doing a whale of a job right now, guys. First and 10 for the Jackets at the 14-yard line. Valentine again in the shotgun. He'll give it to Himes again. Up the middle he goes. And some nice running room just short of the 10-yard line where it'll be second down. Two minutes left here in the first half. Bartow in front, six to nothing. K.J. Valentine gets the play from the quarter, from the sideline. I think Justin may be listening. I see some kind of comment that I don't understand. <laughs> Corey Butler way out here to the near side of the field. Timeout is going to be called by the Yellow Jackets. We'll take a timeout as well. Yellow Jackets in front, 6 to nothing. Two minutes left in the first half. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Evolve Contracting is now hiring full-time irrigation technicians. Applicants must have irrigation experience, a clean driving record, love to work outside, and know how to operate a smartphone. For more information, call Evolve Contracting at 863-537-7537. Once again, Craig, a budget you pull the bar to on their inventory. But uh, most of our vehicles are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that area. The part you need when you need it. Budget you pull it, Highway 60 East, Bartow. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright and Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright and Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. He was a pain. Second and five here for the Yellow Jackets at the minor 10-yard line. Valentine under center, the big backfield in in place. Valentine wants to throw a little corner route, and it's going to be jump ball incomplete. He tried to connect with Jason Williams over there, and it fell short. Yeah, that wasn't the play. I I, I like it. Uh, you you throw it up. It's a fifty fifty ball, but I I think they were they were really ready for a slant. I mean, you don't have any safety help at all. Everybody's up. So that quick slant would have been right there. 
Third and five. Big backfield in. Bird, Stacy, and they hand it off to Glover. Glover oh. up the middle. Touchdown. Touchdown, Yellow Jackets. Guys, he just he just cut right through there. Mike, he made he made a little move, kind of like a jook, and then took about three more steps right into the end zone. Yeah, and this, he caught another gear too. You saw when he made that little step to the left, he just uh, he saw that end zone, and there wasn't nothing coming between him. Jackets go up now, twelve to nothing. On Glover's touchdown, and we're going to try the extra point again. See a good snap here, guys. Valentine is the holder. And, and Valentine calls a timeout. Did we're missing a player? Yeah. Jeremiah Martin running on the field. That could now, be. Now, that you're allowed. Yeah. Okay, that's why this game is played, to make sure everybody's in the right spot. If, you got, if you're missing a guy, you got too many guys, whatever. But uh, the, the, uh, the snap, the handle, and the kick should be automatic already. Like to thank a few more of our 123 left here in the first half. Bar two in front, 12 to nothing over the Fort Meade Miners pending the extra point attempt. You know, since 1966, the Bartow Church Service Center has been empowering people and inspiring change. Support their mission to help Bartow families get out of crisis by shopping their thrift store on East Sutherland Street in downtown Bartow. You can help us be epic. That's pretty cool. I think they're going for two now, guys. Well, they changed their mind. Barto in front, 12 to nothing over the Miners. Coaches timeout. They're discussing what to do on this extra point attempt. Micah, I almost went asked you if Elizabeth had any score updates, but I realized she's here. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier. This is the only game of the season that we'll be together on a Friday night. But that was pretty good, Jeff. I uh, I probably shouldn't have said it, man. But, but I think the score right now is 12-0, to zero, Thank Jeff. You. Bartow's up. <laughs> Here's the two-point conversion attempt, a handoff, and they're trying to get it. They're not going to make it. Oh, they fell a little short. A couple yards there. That was uh, Himes. Good penetration by Fort Meade. They got a guy down. He does not want to get up. But you can bet next week we'll have scores. We'll be on top of those scores next week. Well, speaking of scores, how about Lakeland leading Armwood 7 to nothing? That's a halftime score over at uh, Bryant Stadium. And how about this? Treasure Coast drove all the way from Port St. Lucie to visit Legion Field where the Highlanders play. And uh, the Titans are up 10 to nothing over Lake Wales. Uh, I, I That's think in the third quarter already. Lake Wales just they lost half a team, you know, last year at graduation. One of them's over here. All righty. Bruce, explain this one to me. You remember, and Mike, you drove to Naples last year for us to play Golden Gate. And we remember that was a pretty pretty healthy journey. Well, Golden Gate came to Winter Haven this year to play a preseason game. And Golden Gate is leading the Blue Devils 28-7. to Wow. Wow. That's a long drive for a kickoff classic, isn't it, Bruce? Seems that way to me. Yeah, but uh, if you're winning, it's a lot shorter ride home. Got it. How about over at uh, Lake Gibson High School tonight? Plant City, the Raiders, 7. The Lake Gibson Braves, 7. Hmm. That game a little bit delayed by weather, we hear. Uh, Land of Lakes is leading Victory Christian 42 to nothing tonight. What is up with Victory? And Lakeland Christian 
is uh, the, Vi- the Vikings are in front of First Academy 14 to 6. Of course, uh, big John O'Neill uh, over there and and uh, head coach Danny Williams. Uh, they and uh, Coach Barry, Coach Jeff Ruiz. Uh, I mean, a lot of Bartow guys over there. We love them all, and uh, they've got a real shot this year, guys. I really think they do. Two games were played last night. Well, two games were attempted to play last night. One of them was completed. Frostproof defeated Ridge Community, thirty. 30- 6-26. to 26. The other game was washed out. That was between Jenkins and Davenport. They didn't get that to play that because of the rain. <laughs> That's funny. Well, there you go. There's a quick scoreboard update for you. And Mulberry? Mulberry uh, I don't have anything on Mulberry. Well, they probably don't allow Mulberry to have a uh, a, um, a kick jamboree. Off. Yeah, kickoff. <laughs> kick, kickoff classic. You think he's still awake? We'll find out because we'll be getting. I'll be getting buzzed here shortly. One eighteen left here in the first half. Bartow in front, twelve to nothing over the Fort Meade Miners. Mullis has it teed up at the forty yard line, ready to kick it off. Here it goes. Nice That's deep kick. kick inside the five, taking it about the three yard line. That's going to be Porter right up the middle. He goes, breaks one tackle, still on his feet. Porter gets tackled down right about the 30-yard line. Yeah, that was a really good uh, return. And, and then no whistles. Of... Somebody lost a helmet now. Well, and the Bartow guy was trying to get away from him, and Fort Meade had a hold of him would, and would not turn loose. So, you know, that was not – it wasn't like Bartow grabbed a helmet. I think I think the Fort Meade player actually got his hand on, it, on his own helmet. I want to give a shout-out to number 84, Trinell Smith, who came from behind and just buried that cat from behind. Made the tackle. Special teams is where you get your chance, guys. And uh, you make plays like that on special teams, uh, you're going you're gonna to get your name called, and that's going to get you on the field more. I like what it says here next to his name. Tight end. Yeah. He's a tight end. He's a senior, too. So Here we go. First and ten. Whistles will stop this play. There's laundry on the field again. I'm a fishing buddy, Chuck Moyer. And his wife, Javon, are listening to the, to us tonight. Okay, He's great. an old Fort Meade boy. Oh, that's, that's too bad. No, <laughs> no, we were Fort Meade guys, too. I'm just joking. What? I'm just joking. All righty, the flag is being picked up. They thought there were 12 men on the field. They did. They had to catch some fish. Oh, that's your fishing buddy? Yeah. Okay. So the wave off the flag. Reset the clock. Here we go. First and 10 for the Miners at their own 30-yard line. Twins left, twins right. Here's the snap. And the pass is going to be incomplete. Fall short of his intended receiver. That was Mason. <laughs> Justin just rode on you, boy. <laughs> well, I've lost control of here, Mike. Want to be rude. <laughs> I'm going to throw some bottles out in his yard again. I'm going to save us some, some I don't know what's going on. Bottles. Oh, my God. Gerald Tucker's listening. He's getting on to me because I was talking bad about Mulberry. Does everybody in the world have your text number? They must. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm pretty well not a Mulberry fan. And um, But I'll give you this. I Mulberry's don't... not at the bottom of the list. No, no, no. Of course not. Uh, that would be... Uh, Jenkins, of course. And um, second and ten for the Miners. Twins left, twins blitz. right. 
Here goes the handoff, and the jackets are there. There's all kind of yellow. Or there's kind of all kind of orange in the backfield. No gain on the play. No gain on the play. It's going to be third down. The clock runs. 50 seconds left here in the first half. Run, run, run. Mike Gunn, big number 52 in the middle. How do we got 42 minutes and 73 seconds left? I think that's the seconds, actually. It's, oh. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's not right. They screwed that one up. Uh, they had the, 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 oh, you mean we've got it down to tenths now? I guess we do. Okay. Third and nine for the Miners. Could be the final play of the first half. Three receivers to the far side of the field. Carson calls for the ball. He's under some pressure. Sets up a screen. It is complete. Up the middle they go, and that's Mason. He's got to the midfield for a first down, and you got something. There are punches being thrown on the sideline between the Yellow Jackets and a Fort Meade minor player right next to the cheerleaders. And, Bruce, that action happened way near the fence, way off the playing field between a minor player and a Yellow Jacket player. I don't understand it. And nobody, not an, an official, no official has seen this. No official has seen this. They've been balking and talking and everything else. Who was the Varto kid? You'll be able to tell because they'll all be bouncing them around. Okay, I see who it is. All right, now there's there's going to be a penalty against Fort Meade. They're calling on the field, but, boy, some dramatic situation here as a Fort Meade player was brought all the way deep on the sideline, all the way to the fence. And, in fact, the cheerleaders were running, trying to get out of the way. And um, Yeah, I don't even want to say who the Bartow player was. Because yeah. I don't know who started it, so I'm not... I'm not saying. Mike, if you can get a word to the white hat, they need to talk to The clock operator is trying to get a word to the head official. I don't know if that's possible, but. Clock operator is trying to get to the white hat? Yes, they've made an announcement over the public address that they need the white hat to contact the clock operator. I think what's happening, the clock is probably not working. Yeah, he's, now, call- Coach, he's calling him now. Okay, they're, now they're getting the communication done. Good job, Mike. You ask and you shall receive, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so now the, the clock operator is actually giving information about the play to the head official because, to be honest with you, she had the best viewpoint because it was right in front of us. Oh, is that that woman that's like 800 years old? Oh, no. Oh. What are you going to do with him up there, Jeff? He I, is sitting right next to you. You're yeah, I, to, I, don't, I don't know. I mean. I'm so happy he's having a good day. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Bruce is having a good day. <laughs> all right, so there's the, been a lot of passion in the ball game tonight between these two game. teams. Jackets are in front 12 to nothing. There's only the clock shows eight seconds left here in the first half. And Fort Meade is facing, uh, has a first down at the 35-yard line, but we're going to see what happens here. Cheerleaders will resume their position in front of the uh, in front of the stands here as they yeah, were. We certainly hope none of them were pushed down or hurt in any way. Their backs are to the plague. They, they just even made coming at them. They're so good, though. Yeah. So they're still discussing it with the clock operator. 
and the uh, lead official wears the white hat. Now he'll stroll over to another official. Well, if they decide to keep the time on the field, they have to address both coaches, and they haven't gone to, to either coach. I tell you what, the corner on this side, he just he is just ready to go. He doesn't. <laughs> That's uh, number 20. Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. I mean, he squared up on this cat, and the white hat's hey, over on the sideline. Hey, little caddy Parto playing a deep, deep, deep prevent. Only this, three down linemen. This should be the final play of the ball game. I mean, excuse me, of the first half. Here's the snap. Handoff up the middle goes the running back, and that's Mason. Holding call. He's got a lot of room, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds near the 40-yard line. Oh. And another flag. That'll get him another play. That's a defensive penalty because Williams got up and stood over him. You know, they got they got to cut this out yeah. at some point. Coach Eden wanted a clean game. He's not getting it. No, he's no. not uh, not at all. And um, Well, the orange cap guy, he gets in there and get, gets it broke up pretty good. Well, and... and, and he, gra- he grabbed one player, and he walked him almost halfway across yeah. the field on the last one. And that's what great coaches do. Yeah. And they get in their face, and they settle them down. And... You don't settle down. You go sit on the pine. It's it's pretty simple. But what it does, it gives Fort Meade another play. There's no no uh, yeah no no time on the clock. But a defense you can't end on a defensive penalty. It, it, exactly. And now Bartos sending a bunch of people on the field, and it looks like there's too many. Yeah, they got about fourteen. They got twelve. Well, that is that's not going to do do them any good. Yeah, there. My second count, twelve. Yeah, I got twelve. Yeah, twenty's coming off okay. the field. Okay. So Fort Meade will have an, an untimed down here. They're at the Yellow Jacket thirty-nine yard line, and they're gonna. What? Bartow thought it was the end of the half. They're sending the players to the locker room. Is that the end of the first half? Uh, either that or Fort Meade gets a touchdown. Don't understand that one. Got Cornelius out at midfield, too, talking to the referees. The definition of preseason jamboree or what do you want to call it, Clad? This is it. Well, there's been a lot of. If they called that a dead ball foul, if they called it a dead ball foul, then the half's over. But if the. Penalty occurred during the play, then they get a free play. So, I guess what 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 they're saying is is that it was a dead ball foul. But I mean, half the coaches are going off the field. They're still talking. Coach Cornelius from Fort Meade is out there. Coach Hayden from Bartow talking with the referees. There's there's a lot of uh, gesticulations, a lot of hand movements going on, and everything. So. Mike, he's walking right toward you. I don't know what that means. Yeah, they uh, they they were calling him back, and now I, I think the the coaches are now discussing it. So. Unsportsmanlike. Fort Meade has got the booing going on over there. He's he's saying halftime. Yeah, you, I mean, you see it, guys. I mean, you know, the tension between the players was there at, at the coin toss, and now you see the tension between the coaches. You see the Fort Meade coaches 
you know, hand gesturing this way. You see the Bartow coaches standing there. Coach Eden is definitely not happy about what's going on. Yellow Jackets um, are coming back on the field. Yeah, I mean, you see Coach Cornelius from Fort Meade is in the midfield with a, with an official. Coach Eden's here with the officials and, the, and coaches. So, I mean, it's a lot of discussion. Players coming back out. They need to. There should uh, we we nope no nope. he's saying go back into the locker room. Coach Eden is waving everybody back into the locker room. Wow. The last three minutes I don't of think uh, I don't want to be in that locker room. Ed. Well, the Fort Meade minor fans are not happy at all. I'm going, guys. The Yellow Jackets have a 12 to nothing lead at halftime. And, <laughs> and one of our coaches is running up and down the field. He's got our crowd fired up, which they should be, and now Fort Meade is coming off the field. And they have to cross over to the Yellow Jacket side where their locker room is. So here they come, and uh, all the Yellow Jacket players are safely into the locker room in the uh, the east into the field. So, wow, what a, what a way to end a half. It's, it was very... Interesting to say the least, but yeah, and Jamal is is still out there talking, and and uh, I don't know if I blame him. I I, I I don't know if that was a dead ball foul or or, or what, but um, you know the referee's got to get a hold of this game. Yeah, and um, exactly. It looks like the rivalry's back. Yeah, and I love it. I, I love it that. But you know, when when they're piling into cheerleaders, when fists are being thrown, that's that's when you got to take control, and that's when a coach has to take control. Coach yanks him out and sets him down. He's done for the night. Or you get thrown out, and you got to pay a three hundred dollar fine, and you're probably out one week or two weeks. So uh, these guys got to get a hold of each other. And our wonderful Bartow band. Yeah, there the there's still some discussions going on, folks. But we're gonna we're gonna say we have reached halftime. They've started the clock to count down the halftime. But referees are still talking with coaches. Coaches still talk with referees. But your score: Bartow twelve and Fort Meade nothing. We're gonna set it back to the studios for some halftime programming. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Well, welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. We're at halftime of the ball game tonight, the kickoff classic between the Miners and the Yellow Jackets. Bartow in front, 12 to nothing. And uh, I guess we should recap a little bit what happened here at halftime. Everything's good right now. We're all clear, yeah. but there was an incident over by the west end zone where the bathrooms and concession stands are. Apparently a table was knocked over, and it drew a big crowd. It really did. Uh, a lot of lot of the people from the Fort Meade side were running running over this way, kind of a lot like the game has been, uh, where it looked like it could really get out of hand. Uh, but fortunately, the police officer just came up, Jeff. Police officer came up to the public address announcer, uh, Pat Pittman, and, and gave the word that all clear. There was um, no danger, no further danger. Apparently a table got knocked over and caused a little disturbance. And like Bruce described, you had folks just running to that part of the stadium. The people right in front of us all stood up, were looking over there, and there was a, a gathering of fans. But apparently uh, that's all it was, nothing serious. So, uh, Wow. This game's had everything uh, tonight in it. Yeah, and that cop has made his way all the way over to the other side of the field. You see him walking there. I don't know what he's planning on doing there. I don't know if he can holler loud enough to tell them all it's all right. 
give uh, Elizabeth over there. She'll give us a, a, a report. But it is halftime, and Bartos in front 12 to nothing. It has been a, do I want to say sloppy game, the un, undisciplined at times. Very, very, on both very sides, undisciplined. On both sides of the, of the ball. And um, Yellow Jackets, uh, two rushing touchdowns on the night. They lead 12 to nothing. They missed the extra point on a bad snap. Uh, they tried to go for two, and that failed as well. So that's where we are, 12 to nothing right now. We're about a minute away from... They're trying to get everybody to sit back down. The, uh, the one thing about it is, you know, this Coach Eden's first game, right? And uh, he's seeing a little bit what – I don't know what it's like in Ohio, what Ohio football's like, but he is in he is in the middle of redneck country. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and it's like you mentioned a while ago, Jeff, um, when we were just talking uh, off air, um, you know, what, what has been happening during the game, it, it can manifest itself outside into the public yeah and and so if there's no discipline on the field then you get some people yakking one little push one little shove you you just don't know what can happen and it could have been a lot worse and we're glad we're very glad that uh that it that it settled down quickly order was restored quickly but uh while we have a moment here the teams are still in their locker rooms and the, the the public address here at Bartram memorial state was trying to get everybody to sit down because they say the game will not be resumed until everybody finds a seat. So that's what they're doing. And, of course, safety is paramount on everything. So that's where we are right now. While we have a moment, let's do a quick scoreboard update. In the third quarter, Lakeland leads Armwood 14-7, to that game over at Bryant Stadium. That's a new era starting for them. That's right. New coach, Frazier, right? Uh, Golden Gate still leads Winter Haven 28-0. That's, uh, that was the halftime score we had. Haynes City. A team we will see later. We'll actually go up to Haines City uh, during the season. Haines City is leading St. Cloud six to nothing. That's a halftime score. Wow. Lando Lakes uh, over Victory Christian forty-two to nothing. Lakeland Christian, the Vikings twenty-three. First Academy six. Very good. And uh, those are the updates we have uh, for you right there. We have a score from yesterday where Frostproof defeated Ridge Community. 36 to 26. So that's our quick scoreboard update. Uh, Treasure Coast still leading Lake Wales 10 to nothing. And we gave you the Lakeland score over at Bryan Stadium. We'll actually be going to Bryan Stadium. Also, that's part of our schedule as well. In fact, Bruce, while we have a minute, let's go ahead and take a look at our uh, our schedule. We're at Martin County next week. We're at Martin County next week. for a, And that'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff time. By the way, Martin County next week. And then Bartow has two home games in a row, Kathleen, and then Naples will come visit us this time. Okay. Golden Gate. That was the game we played in the rain. I think we had overtime, didn't we? Yeah, that was a nasty one, but we won it. We won. And then uh, September 15th, we travel to Ridge Community for our first district game against the Bolts and Coach Richard Tate. Then we travel to Auburndale the next week for a battle with the Bloodhounds. That'll be a kind of a homecoming for a couple of our Yellow Jacket players that, that transferred from Auburndale. They're bringing in a bunch of deputies right now. Then a district uh, a district competition with Winter Haven on September 29th. That's here at Bartram Memorial Stadium. Then two games on the road. Two games on the road. Lakeland 
at Bryan Stadium. And then Haines City, that's a district game against the Hornets on October 13th. And then we wrap up two home games to close out the regular season. October 22nd against the Sebring Blue Streaks. And then the traditional game against the Lake Wales Highlanders, the, the state champions. So two state champions we get to play. Oh, Lake, isn't that just Lakeland and Lake, that, that won titles? Yeah. Uh, do we have a bye week? Um, it is between the twentieth um, and the oh. between we, between weeks nine and ten. Okay. Okay. There is a there's a lot of activity here at Bartow Memorial Stadium. A number of uniformed uh, police officers now on the field. Um, lights flashing. Neil Duncan. And um, we have no radio in the press box. So I think the game is over. I think I think the game is over. The athletic director is getting the attention of Mike. Guys, we're just getting a word from him right now. Game is done. It is over with. Okay. Yeah, that is Derek Keaton. He's the athletic director for the Bartow High School. The game is over. The game is over. Game's over. Game's over. They just made that decision for the safety of the fans. I, I, I can almost agree with this, especially with all the cops that have rolled in. Uh, I think there was something more that went on besides a, a table. There was something else table. going on yeah. down there. There's something more that happened than they, a table. Those deputies wouldn't be here. There's still something. Because some, there had to be, what, ten of them that pulled up over yeah. there. So yeah. if you got ten over there, I bet you got ten over here. Yeah. There is a, there's a lot of activity, a lot of disappointment, too, from the Miners fans. We can hear the Yellow Jacket fans are also a little disappointed as well, but yeah, and there, sure. there was more than a push table, yeah. I think. And Mike's going over, I'm sure, to check on his family. Yes. Well, uh, I kind of don't know what to say. I just I just got to agree with this, guys. Um, uh, we don't know what happened over there. But there's no way that this many cops would be showing up. Uh, there was more than a table pushed over. I'll bet money on that. And uh, I'm trying to count the police vehicles, and, and I, I can't. There's and, seven, and, eight, nine. Yeah, it's, there's and, a ton of them. And there's probably uh, half a dozen on the field. Yes. There's, there was three unmarked vehicles that came in. Well, this is not what we wanted to do tonight. We were all excited, pumped up for Yellow Jacket football, kicking off a brand-new season, and we don't want to end like this. This is no. for either team doesn't want to do this. No, and but they brought it on themselves. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a very undisciplined, as we talked about, uh, both, both teams. We're very undisciplined. Well, from the opening kickoff, there was a, there were there were flags or pushing and shoving, yeah. and then it and then it's a cumulative effect. It gets worse and worse and worse. Then you had the incident here in front of the cheerleaders with the uh, punches being thrown by players. Yeah, I mean, they and, and the cheerleaders could have got hurt. We're talking, and I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not kidding around. Those are world champion cheerleaders, Dang it. and you've got them scrambling to get out of the way. Stuff like that does not belong. On the field, no. we we talk about giving them the business and cutting up, and we try to have a good time and stuff. But uh, at some point, uh, if if it gets if it gets to this point, um, it's a it's a jamboree. It's a it gets it doesn't mean anything. So let's get everybody out of here safe. And again, the the public address is trying to clear the stadium in an orderly fashion, but uh, and and I think they this can, is unprecedented. I don't think I've ever gone through no. this. I've this, and, and it concerns me because you see stuff like this in the news, and then somebody 
breaks out and, and gets killed. Yeah, and and the I remember in the in the old days, like um, we'd get on the bus to come home from Lake Wales, and all the windows had to be up mm-hmm. because literally rocks bricks things like that would be thrown at the buses i mean that it was a it was a hatred it was a heated rivalry but on the field on the field you didn't have that kind of stuff yeah well we see uh mike walking across the field with uh, with his family so thank you you know bruce you're just talking about that you know you didn't see it have a good evening. back yes, in the sir. day you didn't see it like that you don't see it in the field you didn't see it like that in the stands back in the day but today today's days it's just so much different now you got more parents fighting in stands and behind stands and I know it. fighting here and fighting there oh because you did my son this way or you did my son that way and you know the kids are standing some of the kids are standing there like listen this is this is just total, you know what, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, listen, I even experienced it down at Little League. I mean, Little League football. You know, you see it down there, too. I mean, it's not. You see it on the YouTube. I mean, look at YouTube for Little League football fights. This is, I mean, I'm all for it. Listen, bleed football. Let's play football. But, you know, there comes a point in time to let these kids be kids. Let these guys do it on the field where it's supposed to be done and keep it out of the stands. Yeah. And it was it was it was really a a, a fun football game for uh, uh, to talk about uh, some good things. I, I thought our I thought our defense was was outstanding. Yes, uh, that that front four that is a front four to be reckoned with. I don't care who you're playing. That's a front four to be reckoned with. And the the defensive backs, I like the coverages. They they played a little more man than than I would like. But, uh, you know, they got away with it. And uh, uh, offensively, they ran the football. They did what they needed to do. They threw some high-percentage passes, and, and um, they moved the football and, and scored a couple of touchdowns. So uh, some good things happened. There, not everything bad about this night. We didn't get a chance to see our other quarterbacks tonight because obviously we're not having a second half, but but it would have been good to see uh, Turner and, and maybe uh, Blaine, Blaine play as well. But uh, K.J. looked, looked pretty confident. Um, of course, the preseason uh, game here, but um, he, he ran the ball a little bit. He threw a couple good passes. But, uh, boy, that tandem running back is already emerging, uh, Himes and Glover, yeah. 23 and 25, and uh, that looks good. Yeah, and, they, you know, they had some big shoes to fill because we had we – had probably the best running back in the county last year playing for us and and um uh, we needed somebody to step up and it looks like a couple of kids have stepped up to to what uh what is going to be a pretty good offense you know guys and also just to throw in there i was i had a chance to go i told you guys i was going to the locker room there at halftime uh to be with the coach and the team and this that and the other and I can tell you from when I walked in that door of that locker room, Coach Eden was not a happy camper. Um, he expressed that very deeply. He could not. I mean, so we've lost a player for, for next week's game. Um, I forget who it was now. Um, because of something that got said on the field, he got ejected. So he loses a game next week. Yeah, I, I, I think that may be number uh, – I don't know if it was number 10. And I don't want to say any names or anything like that, but – uh, yeah, I, I, I thought somebody had gotten tossed, but well, the crowd is, is slowly and orderly filing out of Bartram Memorial Stadium here uh, tonight, as the second half of this ball game has been canceled. 
due to a uh, incident um, off the field, apparently, and for the safety of everybody, the game has been called. And that's about uh, all we can tell you at this point. We were initially told that maybe a table got pushed over and that caused a, a collection of individuals in one area. But based on what we Andy's saw. expertise as working in law enforcement mm-hmm. and Bruce and the number of vehicles with lights and sirens that we can see from our press box position, th- there might be something else uh, that comes from this. But uh, safety is the ultimate concern, and they're always going to err on the side of safety. So that's why they decided not to play the rest of the game tonight. So that's it. That's it. I think the processing center will be a little busy tonight. Those were always the good nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't get any rain. We didn't. We dodged the rain. Yes, that was the good news. So, all righty. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up, gentlemen. I don't have nothing else to add. But you got? I have a souvenir, guys, from the first game. There you go. I got the beanbag. <laughs> Mike, Mike stole a referee. Told you I was going to get something here before it was over with. That's been that's been on the field since the first quarter. Yeah. I thought he was going to get a flag. Did we? Did we order? Listen, his? it's just the first game. Now. I'm going to spray paint it yellow. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be customized. Mike can drop it out of his pocket. Oh, oh she walked up here again. All righty. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. They call the game. That's right. You had Barto your, uh, wins twelve to nothing, right? Oh, yep. didn't you? Barto wins twelve to nothing. Fisher for uh, for Mike and Elizabeth, Andy and Bruce. I'm yeah. Jeff. Thanks for Tom back at the studios and. Uh, Final score, Bartow 12 and Fort Meade nothing. Thanks for joining us here on Yellow Jacket Football. Good night, everybody. You have a chance to win a brand new GMC truck from Kelly Buick GMC and help support our local schools like the Polk County 4-H and FFA programs. 20bucktruck.com, 20bucktruck.com. Kelly Buick GMC. 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. The Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade hold high the responsibility placed on them, offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Witten and McLean, synonymous with service. You've been to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game was sponsored by Bartow Ford. We're different and we prove it. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. By the law firm of Campbell, Trone, Tamayo, and Aranda. Pallet One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow. Taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It. The parts you need when you need them. By Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. Widden McLean Funeral Home. Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South. And by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow. Doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Bartow Yellow Jacket Football is a sports exclusive of FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130. WBF.